The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, live music was one of the first sectors really impacted by the pandemic, and it's going to likely continue to feel the impacts long after restrictions are lifted. Others are in a holding pattern, waiting and wondering what their industry will look like. Uh, when we're finally given the green light to gather again, uh, recently, superstar John Bon Jovi actually said he's not sure anyone will return to touring. And if they do, he wonders what it will look like. He says right now no one is even talking about it. The ban on mass gatherings has decimated the live event industry, but artists and businesses are trying to keep their head above water. We're joined this afternoon by music publicist and Sirius XM radio host Eric Alper. Hey, Eric, long time no chat. Yeah, you know, that's all we talk about, good news, whenever we're together. (laughs) But do you know what's fascinating about the story? What? John is the first major artist to actually come out and say I think exactly what the music industry has been thinking for months and this is a really big deal because normally you know the bigger artists are more stable they definitely have more money in the bank things don't trickle up to them so much these days but um, the fact that John had said this is is kind of making big news around the world because if John Bon Jovi is thinking this, imagine what the rest of the of, of all of those musicians around the world are thinking because it's going to be really bad news if touring doesn't happen for at least another couple of years. Well, and this is a thing. I mean, that's stage three in Alberta. We're nowhere close, I don't think, to, to getting to stage three here in, in this province. And and, and that's, that's huge. I mean, this industry overall has been decimated like so many other ones. But I think, I think it's a, a lot of folks, Eric, just seem to think, oh, it's not a big deal. I mean, John Bon Jovi's got enough money to last you know forever but the fact is it's everyone he employs it's all those lighting techs the sound techs the arena the people who work arenas i mean it trickles down and it impacts a lot of people doesn't it yeah and and you know people need to think about all those bars and restaurants and hotels and tourism that touring brings to people um all those auxiliary businesses that um that get a runoff of economic value whenever 20,000 people are in a downtown city. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. We were one of the first kind of industries to shut down during COVID and we're going to be one of the last ones to reopen. And it's not so much of, well, you know, maybe we can just go do a show in, in Edmonton. Touring is going to be next to impossible when you're trying to figure out a number of cities in a number of states and provinces mm. in a number of countries. Everybody's mm. got their own rules, especially in America, where and, and even in Canada, you know, every province is governed by by that federal government and the provincial government. One city might be at stage two. The other one coming up might be at stage one. The next one on that Friday might be stage four. And so it's really hard to predict like the weather, um, a a proper touring schedule when we don't even know what's going to happen in the U.S. come Monday. Yeah. You know what, Eric, I was reading an article and it suggested that um, the, the industry has really been hit 
with a triple whammy because the medical concerns that Canadians have about the virus, the restrictions on long, large gatherings are going to remain probably well into recovery. And this one, will people have confidence in returning to live events or will it continue to be low? How do you, how do you get that confidence back up to get people to say, you know, to, to, to get people to say, you know, Phil Rogers place again, for example? I, I think it's going to be at least a decade, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be that long. Look, and especially when in the news, you know, when we, when we, even when we don't see something happening in the music industry, where we see what's happening with President Trump, um, you know, having those large gatherings, that affects everything. That affects the psyche of your average human being in North America to decide for themselves whether or not if they're willing to die for a concert. And those things have to come across in people's minds. But, you know, we're seeing studies that say that 90% of the U.S. venues are not going to reopen if this lasts mm. until, you know, any time past November. We're already seeing another study in the United Kingdom that says 65% of all musicians are planning on leaving the industry in 2021 if touring wow. does not start. It's just a complete lack of income that a lot of these artists are are facing right now so why bother doing it if there's no money in it at least they do it for the love of music and i i we all get that but there has to be some sort of payoff i think in the long run to make people continue and those two studies don't make it very rosy for people who think that you know shows are going to come back anytime in the next couple of years Eric, um, Eric Helper joining us this afternoon. He's a music publicist and a Sirius XM radio host. Eric, what are your the clients that you work with, the, the artists that you work with on a regular basis? What are they telling you? Well, I, I happen to work with a lot of independent artists and uh, and a couple of handfuls of these veteran heritage artists that have sold millions of copies around the world. And, you know, everybody starts local. Everybody starts being really bad and independent. And um, <laughs> these, these smaller artists that are struggling to just, you know, forget about finding money in music, that are just trying to find a job right now. Um, what they're doing is they're ramping up all of their music. They're creating more music. They're creating more videos. So instead of just the official video that we all know and love and we watch on on YouTube or Facebook, they're making live videos and acoustic videos and uh, lyric videos. And they're, they're explaining to people how they created that song. They're doing slideshows, putting photos yeah. in there every single week of different videos. So they're certainly ramping up the amount of, of releases and music and material that's putting out in hopes that when this all opens up again, maybe they'll earn a couple of dozen fans, maybe a couple of hundred fans, maybe even a couple of hundred thousand fans if they go viral on something. So they're still continuing for the most part, but I've never seen a more resilient group of people mm -hmm. than musicians. But they're almost kind of used to being not necessarily not you know, not ignored, but they're used to tough battles because the music industry is certainly one of the most toughest things to ever succeed in. Yeah, absolutely. So, Eric, I mean, some people are probably thinking, oh, it's okay, well, I'm just going to stream, I'm just going to stream that, you know, I really like whomever. Um, I really love Clayton Bellamy, so I'm going to just stream some of his music and some of the Roadhammers music. But that doesn't turn around and make big cash for the band, does it? I mean, streaming is, is an issue in here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, streaming paid 0.0004 cents for every stream, which means that for every million streams an artist has on Spotify, that's $4,000, which <laughs> means that you have to be streaming around 7.5 million 
times for one song to even get through past the poverty rate. That's a lot of people playing your music. And when, you know, when it comes down to almost 97% of all music on Spotify don't have even more than 100 streams, it's really a long tail scenario where the, you know, forget about the top 1% making all the money, it's almost like the top one-tenth of 1% to begin with. Um, but again, it, it, it really comes down to, I think, you know, if you love an artist, go visit their website. Obviously, yes, support their music and stream their music, but now might be a good time to see whether or not if they have any special merchandise available or vinyl mm. copies of their album, you know, um, because we're, we're losing too many of them, not only just the health issues and age in general, but I think that we're losing a lot of them and, and we're going to continue to lose them when they just retire from the industry altogether unless that they start to make some financial support happen. I think it's been pretty cool. You know, you look at Brett Kissel and what he did with his drive-in shows and, you know, other uh, other artists picking up on that as well. But you, you can only do so many of them as well. And it's completely different singing to a, a parking lot full of socially distanced cars than having 15,000 people in a stadium. Yeah, that constant fluctuation are going to send the music industry back to the drawing board each and every week to see around the world what is working and what's not working um the drive-in theater a great idea really kitschy i went to one of them sitting in my car it was really fun there's no way i'm going to be doing that in december uh and in the winter <laughs> months and welcome to yeah. canada where we spend you know eight months of the year in that kind of a weather um so i expect to see a lot more artists do things like going back to the vault for for potential box sets mm -hmm. or maybe even um you know showing old concert footage or complete films that they did in movie theaters if they remain open. So I think that people are going to go back to the vault a little bit. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix and other kind of TV and movie streaming companies start making deals for online concerts. This might be that new reality, but you know, the one optimism that I have is that this industry is really, really creative. I mean, this is the industry that gave us Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I don't <laughs> really want to put, you know, put us down just yet. I have a feeling like ideas are still going to come by. And as long as the audience and the fans are willing to, to kind of try different things, I think that we're all going to get through this okay. All right, Eric Elper joining us this afternoon. Always good to talk with you, my friend. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, take care, Eric Alper, joining us this afternoon. So curious, 780-496-0063. Are you missing live music? Are you one of those folks who loved going to, to Big Valley? Or maybe you're out in Craven in Saskatchewan. Or maybe it was a, a festival out in, in, uh, in, in BC. Maybe you just had a ton of tickets for different shows, even at Rogers Place.